Welcome to Coffee and an Interview. We're here today with Claudia Grigorescu talking about reeling in those 40s feelings. How are you today? Good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. I'm excited because we're both in our 40s and we've learned a lot through our experiences. Um, and now we're in our 40s, we're learning of so many new things and new ways of approaching life. And in our conversations, you've brought up three terms. You've brought up the sermon, balance, and commitment uh, in terms of what we can talk about as being women in our 40s. But before we get into that, and before we get into any of those three topics and break them down, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? What do you want to share with us? Well, I, well, how do you summarize 40-something years of your life? Um, but I think the best way to, to, to tell you about me is that I, I'm not really from one place or another. I am what they call a third culture kid who, has, who was raised by Europeans but lived in Venezuela and then lived in different parts, speak different languages. And I think that formation of an exposure, I guess, of being from so many different places or coming, having different backgrounds or different languages has sort of given me a, a very different experience in life. Uh, enough, I guess, to be able to talk about the things about, you know, regarding discernment, balance, commitment, because you meet so many people and you develop relationships and you work different jobs and you, you know, you do different careers or different studies. And so I think all of that kind of leads to where I am at this point. You know, I am the famous person who is a citizen of the world, right? And I'm thankful for those experiences because they're the ones that help me to understand people more and even to be able to look at myself introspectively and look at the experiences that I've had and how they form who I am, not just as your friend or a family member, but even when I meet strangers, right? Um, so, yeah, I could tell you about my jobs and I could tell you about my background. You know, I, I am an academic in a way. Um, that's been my formation for the most part. Um, We're both in the same boat, We're academics. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's how we met, right? It was in academia. So, but even even in academia, you and I, we know we, we not just learned from that experience, but we even wanted to do different things to to help out in, in our school and, and, you know, develop good relationships, developing a graduate culture, you know, having networks and just uplifting people in general, you know, so on, that's really what life is about, right? Yeah. I think you and I have that um, helping professions kind of where we love education, we love helping, we love improving things. I think that's what uh, draws us together as well in our conversations, including our conversation today about these lessons, lessons in living in our 40s that we can share with each other, but with others through the podcast. 
Right, right. Yeah, we, we, I guess the, the fame is we know our purpose, right? Yeah. <laughs> our why. <laughs> our whys, right? Knowing how to, to make that, uh, I guess, a part of our day-to-day -day living. Right? Yeah. Yep. That's, a, that's actually a very good message for us already. Knowing your why and using that as your purpose each day. I know you had, uh, so you, you, we just mentioned why, but you really wanted to focus on these three terms to frame our conversation today. And uh, again, they were discernment, balance, and commitment. What did you want to share about these terms? Do you want to break down the first one for us or do you want to wrap them all together? So in, in, in that spirit of why, you know, when, I, when we would start talking about topics to you know, to, to, to do podcast with, I, I know that, you know, there was some brainstorming, but I realized at that time that there was a sort of freedom to be able to say, this is what I want to talk about. And I hope that that topic helps a bunch of other people. Right. And I think that it made me start thinking about when I was much younger and watching other people who, who got into their 40s earlier than I did talk about midlife crises, right? What happens when you get into those 40s and the regrets that people then begin to say, oh, I wasn't able to fulfill this career, or I wasn't able to save this money, or I wasn't able to, you know, we talk about the, the what ifs and about the, um, you know, it's as if you're having this introspection and then all of a sudden all these feelings kind of come up. And for some people it translates into, Ooh, I'm going to go buy a car or Ooh, I'm going to have a motorcycle or Ooh, I'm going to make that trip around the world kind of thing. So it made me think, well, you know, I'm already there now. And mm -hmm. what is my introspection? What is my, the result of the last 40 something years of my life? And Honestly, I thought that I would look at it and say, oh, I didn't do this and I should have done that and what ifs. And I realized that I'm actually quite happy in this season um, because of the lessons that I ended up, you know, acquiring, I guess, over the decades that I have lived. And I think it's important that we have that that point where we can be analyzing our lives but not to the point where it's going to get us stuck again and so i looked at it in terms of well what are the lessons that i've learned that maybe other people could look at as well for their own lives right as sort of three point rule, you know, look at maybe, uh, oh, you know, being able to be outspoken, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. You may, you may have been a very shy person in the past and now you want to be an outspoken person. Mm -hmm. So what do you need to know in order to make that happen? Right? You make a lot of good points right now. Um, you, you talked about being happy at this time of your life. And I think that's an important one because a lot of times we look back and we fill our heads up with all these regrets, regrets, regrets. 
And we forget to look at what we've accomplished and who we are now and who we want to be and what we can do for that. And so we can kind of like kill our happiness, right? We lose that. And instead you're saying embrace all of those experiences so that you can be happy now. Uh, and another thing that you're also pointing out is this time of, of almost like freedom, right? So you want to do this or you want to be this way. You can do it. What do you need to do to make that happen? And you use the, the example of being shy and not wanting to be, now wanting to be outspoken. And I think that that's an empowerment. We, we're empowered that way. We empower ourselves that way as we transition into our 40s and beyond. And, I, and a lot of times we don't think about that. Again, we get stuck in thinking about the regrets in the past, how amazing it is to say, this is what I want to do. And you know what? I can do it. I've lived life. I get it. And I'm going to do it. I think my immediate reaction when you were saying, you know, what are some of the lessons that you've learned? It was interesting because it, it, the first thing that came to mind was that regret hasn't really been a part of my life which is weird because yeah i've made a lot of mistakes just like anybody else um but i think that the sentence that ended up forming in my head was that regret to me seemed like a, a rather useless emotion if you're trying to move forward and I think that's what led me to think about, you know, discernment and balance and commitment. And I placed the, the emotion of regret within the part of balance, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you look at, if you spend too much time in the, oh, I should have done this, I made this mistake and I should have done that. Well, it happens and you want to be able to analyze and say, okay, I did that. Let me, let me see how I can get past it, right? How do I not make that mistake again? Because you're not gonna be able to erase it. And so regret kind of steals you from being able to analyze your lesson or look at the situation or look at what it is that you did and then be able to say, okay, so what do I need to do, do now? And I think that sometimes is what keeps people from healing, for instance, if bad things happen, mm -hmm. or from being able to uh, even do their own purpose in life because they stay in that part of their life where things just don't work and therefore, okay, it defines who you are and what you do. And so regret can happen, by the way. I'm not saying it doesn't, but it shouldn't deter you from being able to find the solutions. And I know that's easier said than done, right? But I, I'm only looking at myself, I guess, in that perspective. And so the first thing that I said, well, what is it that, because I don't think these three things that I mentioned, right, the discernment, balance, and commitment, I don't think that they're just one lesson in each of these, right? I think it's, they're first of all, very intertwined with each other and they complement each other. Um, I also think that there's a certain sequence to it, believe it or not. I think when you, when I say discernment, right, I'm looking at 
your ability to judge something, whether it's knowledge, a relationship, you know, an emotion, you know, you, you evaluate and then you determine what suits and what doesn't suit, right? And when we're little kids, we're, we're learning, we're discovering the world, right? As, as in, our, in our first 10 years, we're discovering, you know, how the world functions. We don't know our role in it, right? We know that hopefully you're in a safe place where you can discover without, you know, being abused or, you know, things that are very traumatizing. But it is that period where you're discovering things. You don't always understand what they mean. Right. In your teens, you're as confused as heck. You got, you know, your emotions are running, but it also has to do with the hormones and, you know, trying to figure out where do you fit in that mode, right? Do you like this one? Don't you like that one? You know, they don't like me. You know, you want to hide. You want to get the right fashion, you know, so you're looking still at the exterior world, but now you're mixing in these emotions that you can't quite figure out, right? Um, in your 20s, you're getting into your, oh, I need a career, or I need to, <laughs> what am I going to do? And and who am I really, you know? And what is it exactly do I want to do? Like, you're trying to figure out where your life is headed, you know? Yeah. And, and it may change depending on generations, right? Maybe the 20s for somebody who was in the 1960s or 40s, you know, would be different than now. But you're still at that stage of, where do I stand in this world? Now you've, um, you've, you see what the world is like. You're now thrown into the world of becoming an adult and you're trying to figure out what kind of an adult you are. So as you can see, in all of these stages, you're acquiring information or data, right? <laughs> and yeah. you're also trying to figure out where you fit in that information and your data. So, you know, but in all of these stages, you're, you're learning lessons as well. You, you, it's like a test and trial, right? If I push the button enough on this person, how far can I go, right? Or if they, if I learn about all these different things, then I'll be great at my job. But which job is it that I'm going to be great at, right? And what about our 30s? Well, in your 30s, I think you're beginning to cement a little bit your career and your, but perhaps at this point for many people, I'm not saying that that's the norm, they have, they're beginning to have families. They're beginning to have, you know, now that perhaps people understand more what the role is in, in the, but I think now you're beginning to maybe push the boundaries a little more to see how far you can go as yourself. And you're getting into those subtle places in relationships and you're becoming perhaps a little more observing and then testing more, you know, if the role that you chose ultimately is working out. And you still, you know, you, you, you still don't have it, especially with the relationships, we still don't have it together, you know. Building 
the knowledge base and the lessons for relationships is probably the hardest part. And, but I think at least perhaps in terms of who you are, I think in the thirties, you're kind of beginning to develop that. And then you're testing that role out or that, that, that purpose that you're sort of beginning to find. And mind you, there's still a lot of people that are in their thirties and forties that don't know what on earth they're doing in this world, right? They don't know their purpose. They haven't found their passion, you know? For some people, it's just, I have a job, you know? And I'm just kind of living life the best I can, right? But at least for me in my 30s, it was a bit about, okay, where do I fit in this world? Now that I kind of know who I am, you're beginning to understand what you like and you don't like. And you know that you're not going to repeat those dislikes, right? So yeah, I think you begin to understand toxicity perhaps in your relationships and decide that you don't want that anymore, for instance. And those are the, the, the lessons that I'm saying that you, there are things you dislike, so toxic people, you don't want them around, right? Yeah. Um, and then you've grown in your, if you have a career, you've grown in it. So you're not perhaps as worried, you know, as maybe if you had not figured out what you wanted to do as a career. You may have been in it, you've been learning new skills. And I think you can now begin to fine tune your, your place in this world as well as how you want to interact with people, right? Um, so, and I think you begin to choose the source of your information, right? Because you're learning what you like and because you're learning to evaluate in a different way, then you're also learning that, okay, well, I know, I know I like this, but what about it? And um, if I'm going to make a choice about this, well, what information do I need to make that choice, to make that decision? So you're kind of fine tuning things that you've been learning along the way. So what happens then, you know, you gave us a good look at as children, as teens, 20s, and 30s, and you see me nodding my head and saying, yep, that's what I went through. Yep, that's, that's what my 20s were like that, my 30s. What, what happens in our 40s? I want to say, I would love to be able to tell you that there's this sort of cataclysmic, you know, like big bang thing that happens when you turn 40. And I can't tell you that necessarily that there is, but I can tell you that me personally, I have, it's as if, it's as if, and you know this about me, you know, the source of my information and my discernment is, is God, right? But it's not like somebody says, so Jackie, now that you're 40, because you just turned 40, can you take a look at your life and tell us what was the biggest lesson you ever learned? We don't really do that. And people don't actually tell you that you need to sit back and do that midlife introspection, right? But the fact that we've started talking about it, it made me think, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good about how I, who I am. And 
the very things that was very difficult for me in the past, for instance, was to be confrontational with people, right? Mm-hmm. Which meant that I wasn't too great at telling somebody, no, I don't want to do that, or no, I don't agree with you. Or no, I don't like what you just did. You know, your behavior is toxic, for instance, right? And all of a sudden, I'm finding myself to do that. And it's intriguing because it wasn't, quote unquote, my personality. I'm not comfortable, but I'm a lot more verbal than I was before. So I guess in a way, the fact that we were looking for a podcast made me think about, okay, maybe I guess I do need to look at my midpoint in life and see, okay, well, what what has worked, what hasn't quite worked. And I think that when you get into your 40s, I think all of a sudden you become, you embrace and accept your flaws, that you make mistakes, that you do wrong things. And actually the, this, you know, this past week, and as you know, there's, there's stuff that happens to you and you're willing to say, all right, I messed up, you know, or all right, the, obviously that didn't work, but you don't, you, who you are doesn't disappear because of those mistakes or those things that go wrong, you know, you just say, okay, I have the courage to say, all right, this didn't work, but hey, I'm gonna learn from it. And next time I will hopefully do a better job because I have owned up to it and here we go. I wouldn't have been able to do that perhaps when I was in my teens. It's definitely not me. <laughs> it could be as well that you have a body that is changing, a physical body that is changing because all of a sudden, the very thing you may have been joking about 10 years ago that you saw a friend of yours who is moving a product in the supermarket back and forth because they can't read the fine print when they're 42 years old and you laugh at them then and all of a sudden it's happening to you and you're going, what? Hold up a second. Yep, now I have four pairs of glasses. (laughs) When did this happen? (laughs) Like nobody sent me a memo about that. And then you start finding a few more white hairs and you're going, whoa, that literally happened overnight. Nobody sent me a memo about that. And so maybe it's your body that starts telling you that you need to take a look at your life, right? So if we don't get it, if, the, if turning 40 doesn't tell us, hey, it's time to look at your life and know where you want to go, you're saying our bodies, are, are, you know, my body will tell me when I turn 40, I'm, I'm there now, of course, but you're saying our bodies will tell us uh, and force us to think about things. Yeah. I like your point. Um, so, so we're being forced to look at our lives. And I, I just want to go back that I love your point about something that happens when we're in our 40s. If for you, you became more verbal, you were able to communicate more of what you wanted and what you felt. Um, you were able to embrace and accept your flaws, accept that you make mistakes. I think that that happens for a lot of us as we transition, as we get older, as we exit our 30s. 
and and navigate our 40s. I think we start embracing those things. I thought that was a great lesson that you taught us there. And that if if we don't figure some of this stuff out on our own, our bodies will tell us, hey, it is time to start reflecting and figuring this stuff out. I thought that was another great lesson as well, that it is important for us to stop and reflect and figure out where we come from, who we are now, where we are now, and where we want to go so that we can become that person and get to that place. And it's funny that you summarize it because it leads into the next one, which is the balance, right? Okay. So from the sermon, we go to balance. Right. Because think about it. Because you're sort of forced in a way to look back, right? But you're not at that point where you're going to, unless you, of course, have illnesses that may be, you know, preventing you from seeing the future, but I guess that's why they call it midlife is because you're at exactly at that point where you can look back and forward from where you are. And a lot of people say, well, you know, the future never comes because, you know, we always say mañana, mañana, and ultimately mañana comes and you say mañana, mañana. So time is that whole relative thing. thing. But I think life is is as real as it gets in terms of what we have lived and experienced but it's also from here onwards what is your vision for what you want to accomplish and it becomes more of you begin to look at things perhaps in terms of legacy because you've lived long enough to know the goods and the bads, there you go, balance, right? You've lived long enough to say, okay, this worked, this didn't work, right? So you have some wisdom and some knowledge there. You have some discernment there, right? But now what do you do with all of that, right? Because you're not, it's not like you're not going to live tomorrow, so you are. So you have all this knowledge, you have all these you know, um, skills and you have learned all these things. So what do I do with all of this? Got to put it into some form of practice, right? Good point. And so I think that's the point where you now say, okay, I know who I am. I know what I stand for. I know what I want. Hopefully you know what you want. I'm speaking (laughs) more about myself, mind you. Now, what do I do with that? Right? And I think that's where always having a vision, it helps in terms of structuring everything that you have learned and also humbling yourself to know that this is not where it ends. The lessons are going to continue. The discernment is going to continue. The ups and downs are going to continue. But now you have all these tools to help you out, right? And because I believe that, as my friend Fernanda says, you know, sharing is caring, you don't want to keep all of that wonderful tools that you have acquired and the knowledge and the skills and just keep it to yourself, right? So I think part of our vision is that, and part of the balance is that you're not an only person in this world. 
So what are you going to do about it? You know, you need to be there for other people. It, it is a community whether we like it. So notice how now we went from individualism perhaps in our growth and now it's okay well i'm part of something and i want to be a part of something and i want people to be in that part of something so there's this balance between you and community and you now have more than you did when you were 10 to 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 be in that community and to help that community right and I think for me, that has happened, you know. Mind you, I've always been the kind of person who wants to be there for others and do for others. So that's not really changed. But I think now I feel more empowered and that I've grown more and that I can now say, you know what? I know what experience you're going through because guess what? You've been there, done that. Mm -hmm. I've been the, it's been the good, bad, and the ugly. Now, let me tell you all about it. And I guess the irony is sometimes we tell all these lessons to people and especially the youngsters and because they're going through that process of, I don't know who I am in my 20s, they listen to you and they go, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I still don't know what you're saying in terms of the reality of my world right now. So you just kind of sit back, chuckle and say, okay, I gave my wisdom. Let's see what you do with it, right? That's an a interesting point, too, because I'm thinking about, like, parents with their kids. And kids, I know as a kid, as a kid myself, I would say, oh, my mom doesn't know this, this age. She doesn't know what's going on in this, in this world right now. And she doesn't get me. She doesn't get it. And I think when we're in our teens, we don't know how to take this advice from those who are in their 40s, who are at this point where they become empowered through their lessons, through their experiences and the lessons that they got from those experiences. But then in our 20s, we still sort of feel that way. We're looking for advice, but we don't know how to apply that advice to our lives necessarily. And we might not always, we might want the advice, but we might not always go look for it. So we need some people who are willing to share like you share and then, um, and then not feel hurt if we don't fully embrace the advice because we tend to not fully embrace all the advice we get in our 20s. I just think it's interesting trying to do that between generations. There's always, there's always this strange chemistry and this strange, you know, will I take it? She doesn't get me. Yeah. That's exactly the balance, you see? Because at the end of the day, we will impart on, you know, people and the young people whatever we've learned because perhaps we're selfish and we just want to, you know, hey, I'm trying to get you to understand that it's going to be okay, right? And, but we kind of forget sometimes that at the end of the day, if they listen or don't listen, they themselves will have their own lessons along the way that they mm -hmm. themselves at the age of 40. So it's a, so that's the balance in the generation yeah. and also the passing down of of knowledge right yeah it's hard because sometimes we share our lessons for that balance with others hoping to help spare others from certain pains in life and and for us it's a little bit more difficult to sit back and see the teenager or the person in his or her 20s go through such a difficult situation and have to learn some lessons the hard way because that's what we're trying to avoid sometimes right trying to share knowledge um, but at the same time they are also 
developing or they're also having experiences that allow them to develop their own lessons for them to share with the community once they move from individualism to community. So it's an, it's an interesting passage of information, an interesting learning process, an interesting balance, as you say. Right, right. How does this lead to commitment? I know. It seems (laughs) strange. I know that commitment seems a bit of a strange lesson, but believe it or not, I think it melds well the first part of discernment and balance because in a way you have discovered yourself and now you want to hold on to that, right? You want to make the commitment, not just to yourself as an individual, but the commitment to do what is right moving forward, whatever those rights are, right? And so you, it's a bit of a thing that you owe to yourself and, but also to the world, right? Um, I think that it's about when I, when I say, when I say commitment to yourself, for instance, I mean, you know the purpose now, and if you don't, and I'll talk in a minute about that, but in your forties is when you cement that, okay, this is who I am, this is my purpose in life, then your commitment is to that purpose, right? And so that entails that you continuously humble yourself and continue to have the discernment and continue to find that balance between the emotions and how to go, you know, understand them and acknowledge them and then sift through them and not let them reign your world, right? Because oftentimes emotions are kind of the cause of many issues in relationships as well as internally, right? If they become so big and and you can't control them, I mean, and I'm saying this, I think we all kind of go through those experiences of emotions being getting the better of us, right? whether it's because you broke up with someone or because you're trying to, you know, get a job done or, you know, or you're angry and you don't, you know, something happens as a result, you know, so you have, or even when you're super happy, right? Even when you're super happy, you do things that may not necessarily end up well either, right? Mm -hmm. So emotions and, and finding that logic and, you know, tapering those, that's also a bit of a commitment that you are going to, instead of rushing in because you have an emotion, you know, you're going to need to step back and learn to, to make that commitment of stepping back and analyzing, okay, is this emotion really going to work here? Because lesson I learned 20 years ago is if I interfere, for instance, your best friend calls and says, hey, I'm going out with so-and-so but he didn't give me any presents. And so I'm going to be really angry with him and I'm going to break up with him. And so you know, hold up a second. It's the first time you forgot why you're giving the person a hard time, (laughs) right? Because 20 years ago, you know, and wait a minute, why am I getting involved in this anyway, (laughs) right? So 
those lessons help you to hopefully manage or, or you know, get those controlled, those feelings of extremes, right? To, to not uh, overtake, I guess, situations. So yeah, making a commitment to that purpose that you decide for yourself. Right. Commitment that you stick to. I think a lot of people may not know their purpose, which if you look what's happened in the last 15 years is that you have all these different kinds of people doing things like life coaching. I never thought that there was such a thing as life coaching. Mm-hmm. Right? And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it is, I think, a reflection a bit of how lost some people may be that they can't cope with life and they need somebody to tell them, do this and do that and don't do this and don't do that because it will make you feel better or it will not bode well, do you see? And so it's hard to make that commitment when you don't really know where you're at, right? Or why you're even around. And this is where some of those regrets also start seeping in. So you can see how you can go backwards too in these lessons, right? <laughs> yes. Um, ironically, it's sort of an interesting scenario. <laughs> it, and it's interesting. So we, we went through three major themes uh, of what, what happens as, you know, our lives in our 40s, the sermon, balance, and commitment. But in talking about all three, we keep circling around this one concept and it's purpose. Sure. And I noticed that, uh, again, in all three, the sermon balance and commitment, this idea of knowing your purpose, when do you figure out your purpose, finding your purpose, knowing your purpose, learning from your experiences in the past to really uh, cement what your purpose is moving forward, having more purpose in your forties or a clear purpose, no, even just knowing what that purpose is in your 40s and using that to, uh, as you create balance. And then with commitment, how can you commit if you don't even know your purpose? Right. So we circle around this concept of purpose, which I think is so important for all of us at all ages to take some time to think about what is my purpose? What is my why? And, it, and not just my professional why, but what is my life why, my health why? What is my purpose in all these areas? The, the, you, you, the funny thing is you just said that, what is my purpose at work? But that's what's funny is your purpose fits in anything that you do in life. So it dictates in a way whether you're, what career you end up in and also how you're going to do that career, right? Um, I, I think that there's a lot of people who, who may be a bit lost, you know, the circumstances are not helping either. Um, times have changed, and, but that's, that's, a, that's a given, that's a norm, right? Change happens. Um, but in, I, I, generationally, there may be some differences as well, but I think that ultimately, really finding out what you're, you know, who you're meant to be in this world and, and how that dictates your actions is really important. 
and mm -hmm. one that, and I think perhaps that's why I've been able to do different things in my life because I knew from pretty early in my life who I wanted to be. That hasn't really changed. And so it's what drives me. Doesn't matter what career I have ever been in or what I do. Mm -hmm. Careers are always going to be there, right? The fulfillment of your purpose, that takes time <laughs> and cultivation mm -hmm. of it, right? And by I mean, cultivation, you know, is that commitment. That cultivation, that commitment. And imagine, imagine how difficult life can be when you're moving without purpose, when you're living, I should say, without purpose, when you're not clear on your purpose, maybe it's the better term. But once you have identified your purpose, how great it is to then be able to say, this is how I apply that purpose in this part of my life and in this part. So it's, it's, it's my purpose and my purpose can help uh, drive me, whether it's in my uh, personal life, in my relationships, in my health, in my career. Um, purpose is more important than many of us say it. Like we just don't talk enough about purpose and why. And I thought it was very interesting how that just came to play in discernment, balance, and commitment for our top lessons. Well, and if you look at, and remember how we were saying that the physical aspect of you in your 40s is changing as well. So I can understand why the 40s are sort of a midpoint or a, a sort of uh, introspection point because it also begins to force you to have a commitment that you probably did not have in your 20s and 30s of taking care of your body. Because yeah. if you don't take care of your body, your purpose or commitment to your purpose and putting it into action gets questioned whether it can happen or not. And of course, you want to live the next 50 years being able to do what you want to do. And if our bodies prevent that, it can cause an imbalance. And if we don't have the discernment to make that commitment to our bodies, everything gets misaligned. Yep. And then all of a sudden, I need to lose weight. Oh, um, I need to eat better, you know? I can't be doing all this circus food no more, right? Or I need to... Uh, do something about my hair because if I don't do something about my hair, then it's going to be a low self-esteem situation going on because people are going to think <laughs> I'm older than I am, right? Thankfully, I don't have many whites, but I, believe it or not, I don't know if I ever told you this, <laughs> when I was 42, I was still waiting for my white hairs. And when somebody, I've had this in my 20s, girl. <laughs> and when somebody told me, hey, you got a white hair in the back. I said, ooh, take a picture of it. Take a picture of it. I want it for posterity. <laughs> I finally have my one wisdom. Oh, my goodness. And believe it or not, I still have that picture, and I still look at it. Yes, this is a testimony of how far I've come. <laughs> and everybody, of course, you know, for women particularly, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. We have to do something about this. And I'm just like, ooh, I wonder if I'm going to have silver or if I'm going to have pepper. 
am I going to look very, you know, sophisticated? Because you embraced it. You embrace it. You embrace the wisdom that comes with age, but you embrace this process. You embrace your hair, your gray hairs or your silver hairs. We don't know, right? Uh, white hairs. We don't know what color, <laughs> but you yeah. embrace it. And, and it just makes such a difference in accepting who we are, where we've come from and where we're going is embracing ourselves. Um, so I think that's another important lesson. You've taught us quite a few lessons today. Uh, I'm going to go back to the top three we had originally talked about, which were discernment, balance, and commitment. Uh, and you taught us a lot of lessons about the, our transition through our decades, what this looks like for a lot of us as we navigate this process, which I thought was extremely helpful for me and helpful in how I can help others when I'm working with people and coaching and, and trying to help them through different life um, experiences. And, um, you know, we also talked uh, quite a bit about purpose because purpose seems to be a part of the bigger picture and kind of folds in with all these concepts. And now you're ta you've taught us about embracing ourselves, uh, empowering ourselves by embracing who we are and who we, who we want to be and where we're going. Um, so I think those were some, uh, are some very powerful lessons for all of us in this conversation, regardless of our, our ages. It doesn't matter if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 70s, hearing this particular podcast episode, there's something here for everyone of every age, male, female. I think there's just so much that we can take away today. Um, as we come to an end, do you have any final bits of advice for us? as we embrace ourselves, as we think about the sermon, balance, commitment, and I'm going to throw in purpose, uh, <laughs> anything else that you might want to share as final thoughts for our listeners? Well, I think more than anything, I think it's important that people are not afraid, or we're not just not afraid, but they, they actually do step back and understand that it's important to look at the lessons from the past and that it's important that you, you get, stay away from the distractions because we do live in a time when we're distracted by so much between media and between, you know, um, career and, uh, or work and the technology and social media and it's like you have all this stimulus going on but you need to be able to have to give yourself at least 20 minutes or half an hour you know for some people that may be too much but as you know to say okay what did i learn today you know how is this making me into a better person into the person i want to be and how is this helping me even to figure out my purpose in life? So not so so one is to not shy away from that introspection, that evaluation. And also then once you do and you find the lessons and the discernment, but that you um, are not afraid to understand it's okay that you've made a mistake and you've done wrong things, but for it to not deter you from moving forward, you know, that you don't get stuck in, in what the past, what happened in the past. And that's just part of life, you know, 
bad things happen. You do bad things. We're all sinful people, right? We all do wrong things, etc. But it's okay. Learn from it and don't do it again. Or learn from it and do it 5,000 times more. Mm-hmm. So that, and I think maybe the, the last one is that no matter what, you have a tremendous worth and potential and it should always help you to be good to yourself and to be good for to others you know that it doesn't matter what your lessons were or if you don't have it all together but there was this show in Venezuela I don't remember entirely what the show was about, but I remember that last phrase that the person in that show would say, and it was in Spanish. And it doesn't translate as well in English, but in Spanish it's, as bien y no mires a quien. It means that whoever comes into your life, do good onto them. It doesn't matter, you're not above anybody and you're not below anybody. And, and you need to have that sense of worth and potential that you always have something good to offer to this world. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. I've always told people, you have it in you, tap into it. That's great advice, actually. That's a very powerful way to end this uh, podcast episode with these final thoughts of advice about forgiveness, healing, reflecting, uh, taking time every day to reflect and to do good, no matter who is in the room, do good. So thank you so much, Claudia, for joining me today for a coffee and an interview to teach us all these amazing lessons that again, we're talking about reeling in these 40s feelings, right? Um, But the lessons actually apply to all of us, regardless of our decade right now, whether we're in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, beyond. And uh, for me, they've been very powerful lessons. So thank you again, Claudia, for joining me today for coffee and an interview. Thank you very much for having me.